0: grace to you and peace from him who was and who is and who is to come, our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Now, many of you are connected to third graders today, and I appreciate that. And I want you to go back and think about the moment before they could ever talk. Seems like an eternity ago. Do you remember when you couldn't talk? no me either it's kind of crazy to think about that there was a time where your parents would hold you and they'd look at you and then you would look like you were going to talk remember you hold them and they look and they're gonna and you're like say something and then all of a sudden they said something and they haven't stopped since right i mean i i get that too so I thought about some of the first words that maybe you would have said. And if you look up at the screen, maybe you recognize this word, Mama. mama. You never said that. No? This is the first time you've ever said that. Mama, right? Remember when you're holding late at night, mama, mama, and your eyes lit up, it was two in the morning. You said, this is great you woke your husband up and he said great and and then all of a sudden in a week or so later your daddy was holding you and you said dad dad daddy right yeah and man do you remember your heart just stopped remember that holy smokes, I am a person, I'm a, I'm a human being to this little person that we've been feeding, changing, burping, and taking care of morning, noon, and, and night. And all of a sudden there was something resonated in your soul when you heard mama, daddy, and you knew that there was a connection in that that maybe was a little deeper than change me, feed me, burp me, all of that stuff. Stuff. And then they may be graduated to this. Me. 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 Or mine. 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 My mom after church at eight o'clock, she said, That was your first word was me. And I said, Well, it's really shocking, mom, that, that was that, <laughs> that was my first, that was my first word, right? But we we went through that whole stage with that. That's mine, that's mine, that's mine, 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 me. Like the whole world is yours, the whole world revolves around you. Me, 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 mine, mine, mine. That's stuff that you you said. And the reason why they laugh is because it's true. And because it's the coolest thing in the world that you can talk and say things, and you say things to your children which are powerful. Words of affirmation, words of encouragement, words that as third graders, they will remember for the rest of their lives. I remember when mom said, I remember when dad said, because it does something in here. To affirm and encourage and to have warm, gracious words to your children. And sometimes words that, that bite a little bit, that we're sorry for, we apologize for. Those are a little bit more pointed, but, but we remember many of the things that are, that are hurt. See if you remember this. We have nothing to fear, but... Fear absolutely. Franklin Delano Roosevelt said that in his inaugural speech in 1932. How many of you are born in 1932? <laughs> right? you has got to let it out there. Here's one that's a little different, but I think given kind of the, the current world we live in, Ben Franklin's quote is powerful. There never was a good war or a bad peace. Right? And those of us who are a little older, we think of that quote and... Think of where the world has been and where the world is going and kind of lean lean into those words that were said over 250 years ago or so. What do you remember? What do you say? What sticks in your soul as you listen and as you speak? In our scripture reading that uh, was read just did a great job, uh, Mrs. Elliott. just did a great job with those lessons. Isaiah said in Isaiah 40, verse 1, Comfort, comfort my people, says our God. Speak tenderly to Jerusalem and proclaim to her that her hard service has been complete, that her sin has been paid for, that she has received from the Lord's hand double for all her sins. It's fascinating that the Lord didn't say, judgment, judgment, you my people. He says, comfort, comfort, you my people. How was 2017 for you? There's not that many days left. How was 2017? And what do you look forward to as you look towards 2018? What are those voices that you'll carry over from from 2017? And what are those voices that will guide your thinking and your heart, your lives and your business, your family as you head into a new year? What do you hear in your conscience? Some people look back over that year and they say, man, it was a little twisty turny. And there were parts where my conscience and we were aligned in a really positive way. And and, and I felt good and life was good. And there was this kind of dark alley that I went down in May. And and it just got really yucky at work and at home. and, And I weathered that. But my conscience says, go back to that. Go back to that. One of those things that maybe we resolve to do that never resolve and your conscience reminds you of that or what does your mind say when it's quiet you're in your car what does your mind speak to you responsibility 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 you've got to get out and do your list and Get all these things completed and finished, and and if you don't get those all done, then something's going to happen, and it won't be good, but uh, our mind convinces us that somehow things aren't going to be the the perfect way, and Christmas is somehow going to not be the way it should be, and there may be a little bit of fear or anxiety that, that comes with that. Sometimes there's a rough patch that goes with that. What are those you love? What do you hear from them? What do you hear from those you love the most in the world? Words of kindness and affirmation, words of comfort and peace, words of healing and thanksgiving, or maybe words of loss, maybe some painful words. And those sit in your heart a little bit and you wonder how those will reckon as we move from one year to the next. Some of those relationships stronger after so many days, some relationships a little more fragmented after so many days. What do we hear from those in authority? What does the world hear in essence when our leaders speak? And does that bring a sense of comfort or a sense of fear, a sense of peace or a sense of anxiety? I can't answer those questions for you. But I can tell you that there's a place where you can find a sense of peace and tranquility and a reckoning for the things and pieces of 2017. Again, from Isaiah the prophet. A voice calling in the wilderness, prepare the way for the Lord, make straight in the desert a highway for our God. Every valley shall be raised up, every mountain and hill be made made low. (laughs) The rough ground shall be level, and the rugged places a plain, and the glory of the Lord will be revealed, and all people will see it together, for the mouth of the Lord has spoken. God came down. And he didn't come down in fire like he did with Moses. And he didn't come down angry like he did it at times where he had to kind of straighten everything out. God came down and his message was, comfort, comfort my people, says your God. I remember those moments in 2017 where I was on a frayed edge. And I thought, you know what, this is it, I've had enough, I'm finally going to snap, this is it. And somehow a a word of scripture was there for my soul. A brother put his arm around me. A a friend came alongside of me and said, you know what, big guy, it's gonna be okay. Comfort, comfort ye my people. And so God comes down and at Christmas we celebrate God coming down in the person of Jesus Christ and Jesus comes down with words of comfort for his people, for you and me, for little people and big people and older people and younger people. He comes down with a word of comfort. Comfort for those who struggle with the past and comfort with those who are anxious for the future. He comes down to make crooked roads straight. I love that piece. Peace. It's like the Lord can come down and take that crooked road and put a finger here and a finger here and just straighten it all out. And through faith, we see the twists and turns of life in such a different way. Instead of seeing it as somehow God oppressing us and putting it on us and the challenges and the tears of the past, we see a a bigger hand leading our lives and the events of our lives. We see a different purpose and a different direction. And God comes around us and says, it's not about me putting it on you. It's about me helping you grow and think through your next steps of life of sanding rough edges, of straightening out crooked things. About keeping my promises to you, says the Lord. Have you had some crooked roads that you've gone down that you need a little straightening out for as you head towards the beginning of a new year? Is there someone you need to visit? Someone you need to work through an issue with? So that in the grace of Jesus Christ, in that relationship with you, the crooked road is made straight. And some of us go back in the previous year and there's some rough patches. Yesterday, I got my mountain bike out. I don't know how many of you mountain bike or walk in Santiago Oaks Park, but it finally opened up yesterday and it was so cool. I and mean, it was so cool. And I was so fat and so out of shape, <laughs> I, just, I just climbed up to this place. And, and the part of the park that was hard yesterday is that there's no sand anywhere. All the sand was blown off or, or hosed off by the firefighters and all of that stuff. So it was desolate. It looked a lot like this up there, rocks and stuff. And I do really well going downhill. It's just amazing how velocity and mass and all that stuff works. Really in my favor on a nice mountain bike. But going uphill, up a rough patch like this, I did a lot of walking yesterday with my bike by my side. And we go through periods of life like that. We got to kind of get off your path or your chosen way of going, and you got to trudge up the hill just a little farther. The Lord comes down with the word of comfort. He says, I'm going to make the rough patch here smooth. You might have to walk through the rough part a little bit, but it's going to smooth out. And for those with anxiety going into the future, that's a marvelous promise that God will come down, not like an asphalt machine, but with the love and care of a person who is engaged with his people to say, watch that rock, here's the next step. We're going to go to the right here instead of the left. It's going to be a little tough here, but I'll be with you and we'll walk through it together. And we're going to do that with a sense of comfort and a sense of love that comes from Jesus rather than a sense of fear and anxiety going forward into the future. When I hear that Isaiah text, comfort, comfort ye my people. What do you guys see in that window right there? What do you see? you see Jesus? I see Jesus too. What else do you see? Lambs are cool. There's some big lambs and some little lambs. Yeah, where's the little lamb? In, yeah, in Jesus' arms on That's pretty cool, huh? I like that picture a lot. Sometimes when I come into the church, it's kind of dark. I'll just kind of look at that picture. I really like the red in Jesus' robes and the red in the windows below. And when you guys sing, it's powerful because I'm reminded that there are people that are more than, you know, like 80 or 90 years old who sat under that window and sang just like you did today. I'm reminded that God keeps His promises and loves His people. The Lamb isn't in Jesus' arms because. Something good that happened to the lamb, more than likely, huh? Because lambs do what lambs do. They run and mess around. and So that last verse of our text today from Isaiah is just powerful. He tends his flock like a shepherd. He gathers the lambs in his arms and carries them close to his heart. He gently leads those who have young. What do you hear from God? As a pastor, I hear people say, God must be angry. God must be putting it on me. Why is God doing this? Why is God doing that? And quite honestly, the answer is, I don't know. I don't have an answer to all those questions and I'll work through them with you and I'll love on you and all of those things. And typically, pastors or religious people who say, "Yeah, I've got this all figured out, are talking out of their ear. But what I can tell you is that as the grass grows and fades away, as the flowers come up and groom, bloom and, and, and fade away, that the word of the Lord lasts forever. At least that's what God told Isaiah to say. And that word has lasted thousands of years. And so as you look through 2017 and you make your way into 2018, I pray that the good shepherd who laid down his life for you and who loves you with an everlasting love would bring those marvelous words of Isaiah 40, verse 1, to your soul time after time after time. Comfort, comfort. Comfort you, my people, says the Lord. I pray the Lord's comfort would be upon you as you move away from 2017 and the marvelous hope and promise of 2018 lies before you. Amen.